High Vibe Nation is live. Welcome to the High Vibe Nation, where we have set out to raise the vibration of every human being on the planet. Your hosts on this journey are Sherry Gideons. So let's join them now in their current interview with a high vibing individual. Hello and good evening and welcome to High Vibe Nation. I'm your host, Sherry Gideons, and I have an amazing rock star motivational speaker, Gigi Sabat, who is here with us tonight to share some amazing stories. So thank you all for being here and please share this out. So today we're going to discuss Gigi's two best-selling books. She is a two-times best-selling author of God First and Walk With Me, about how to keep a healthy mental attitude in the face of, of adversity. So Gigi, like I said, is a motivational speaker. She's a two-time number one best-selling author, life coach, first-generation Haitian-American. She's a financial expert, She's part of the Florida chapter leader for uh, World Women um, Conference and Awards and the host of Walk With Me podcast on JRQ TV. And she's here as a domestic violence advocate and sexual assault advocate. And so we're going to be welcoming Gigi Sabat onto the show. Welcome, Gigi. Thank you. It's an honor to be here today. Such a pleasure to have you. I've been super excited about this because we met on Clubhouse, didn't we? Yes, ma'am. Yeah, and it was so fun when we first met and we got on the phone and started talking together and we just found that we both, you know, have that that enormous belief in God. We're here as God's servants and we want to be able to share and impact the world to really unite and connect with that truth within them, that this power exists within them, where all this appearance here in the outer world is just a manifestation, a lot of what's going on in here. And I loved when you shared your message with me. I appreciate you, Sherry. And that's so true. We're here as God's servants, and we have a duty to really step into his purpose that he has for our lives. So I'll backtrack here a little bit, and I'll tell you this. My parents came to this country from Haiti around 35 years ago, and my parents instilled in my brothers and I the importance of obtaining an education. So I did. I attended the University of Central Florida in Orlando, obtained my BA in political science, pre-law and sociology. During my undergrad studies, I interned for the senator, and then I pursued a degree in law. While in law school, I became the Student Bar Association president, which means I oversaw all the organizations in the law school. And at the same time, outside of that, I was a residential manager for the Human Development Center, which means that I work with clients with mental health issues and disabilities. But I got the shock of my life one day. Little did I know I was being abused at home. So I'll never forget, I had just got done studying one day and then I was on the phone call with a colleague from the Student Bar Association. I was on the couch and the abuser charged at me, beat me, almost strangled me to death, threw my phone across the room. And when I tried to get back up, I fell flat like a vegetable. And at the time, I didn't understand why, but the domestic violence advocates told me it's because I lost oxygen to the brain. So the fact that I'm still here and I'm able to utilize my skills and my knowledge, I'm truly grateful. After everything that had happened, I stepped into my purpose because I understand God's purpose for my life, which is to serve his people on this new spiritual platform. And I stepped into it. 
And then I launched my company, Life Service Center of America. I launched a book, Walk With Me and God First. So walk with me. It's all about helping others understand that no matter what trials and tribulations they face in their lives, to never give up. And then God first is to raise awareness and to educate others about keeping God first place in their lives because we would not have all the issues that we have in society if people were to keep God in his proper place, which is first. And you know, Joshua 1, 9 states, haven't I commanded you be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid or discouraged for your Lord, your God is with you wherever you go. Therefore, for the folks that are listening, you're not alone. God is with you wherever you go. Man, and I can relate with that on so many levels because I too have had, you know, my challenges and adversity. I mean, you know, I've had my own couple near-death experiences and I was awakened to this amazing gift, this amazing power. And it's from that space in my own life that I have been able to surrender my life completely as a vessel for God to speak through. And so as I have surrendered more and more, just like Christ said, you know, about living in the moment, the present is all there is. And so as I began to surrender and simply allow and not even allow, ask, ask to be used as a vehicle, ask to be an open vessel for spirit to speak through and deliver, you know, these messages to people in helping them to tap in to this gift that's within them and this amazing power. And so I want to step back for a minute because I love to ask everyone when they first come on the show, what does it mean to be high vibe to you? To me, high vibe means that you're fully aware of God's purpose for your life and you are fully into it. You stepped into it 100% and you are living uh oh. We lost Gigi for a second. Let's give her a second. Yeah, so for all of those of you who are still watching, I mean, my goodness, Gigi has two amazing books out there and holy mackerel. I mean, she's just been a power, powerhouse on Clubhouse. If those of you who haven't heard of Clubhouse, Clubhouse is this newest app that's available right now only on Apple. And so many people have been able to impact worldwide. Here she is again. I was talking about Clubhouse and how we've been able to spread this message and impact worldwide and really unite with people in a very amazing way. But go ahead and finish off what you were saying before we lost you. Yes, so sorry about that. Wi-Fi issue here, technical issue. But yes, so glad to be back. And so what I was saying is that high vibe to me means that you're fully aware of God's purpose for your life and you fully stepped into it, and you are ready to serve his people. Man, you know what? That is amazing. And that's why I really want to break down your story, because I feel like your story is so important to share with people, you know, where you were at in your life. Let's step back for a second and, and break the story down a little more so people can identify with where you were at, how it happened, and how you've been able to move through it. Yes, ma'am. So essentially during the time that it happened, I was in law school and I just remember being so busy at the time. Productive is what I, I say, productive. And 
my life transformed forever. It just happened at the blink of an eye. I, I was not expecting that. I was always head in books, head in books. When I look back, that's the best of my recollection, head in books, head in books. And the fact that I'm still here after everything that happened, I'm just truly grateful. And I live God's purpose for my life daily. And I understand to the fullest extent what he needs me to do. And yes, I'm okay with him utilizing me as a vessel and as a catalyst. Mm -hmm. Now, were you in college when this occurred, when this event? Now you were, you were, you were attacked. Yes, ma'am. Yes, ma'am. And you were in college. Yes. And the guy and just lashed at you. He came at you. What were you doing? Then all of a sudden he attacked you. Yes. So I had just got done studying and then I was on the phone call with a colleague from SBA. I was on the couch and that's when the abuser charged at me and almost strangled me to death, beat me threw my phone across the room. And when I tried to get up, I fell flat like a vegetable. Wow. It must have just like hit you out of nowhere. And is was there a reason that he attacked you like that? I mean, what was his reading? Did you discover that later? I discovered later that an abuser's character trait is tied to a narcissistic character trait. And so that's what I educate others about today. Mm. We really need to intervene in the education system and teach folks about those signs and red flags to look out for. I even mentioned the narcissistic character trait in my book, Walk With Me, to help others understand those signs and red flags to look out for because this can be avoided. It truly can. If folks know those signs to look out for, they can say, okay, this is a narcissist. And then they can avoid that relationship. And understand this, it doesn't matter what your background is, your title, it can happen to anyone if you're not aware of what a narcissist is. Now, did you know this guy prior to the attack? I, I knew this person, yes. We, okay. were in a, we were in a relationship, yes. Okay, so you were in a relationship. And what, what are some of the signs so we can share with people so they'll know what are the signs that they can look for? Great question. So if that person does not respect your boundaries and your time, let's say, for example, you say, hey, I'm busy studying and that person just keeps trying to get at you and not respecting your time, that's a sign. And also, too, there's stonewalling that's involved. There's gaslighting that's involved. And what that is, it's when you know that if something is true, it's a fact and others around you can tell you, hey, yes, that's a fact that just happened. But then that narcissistic individual will try to tell you, no, that's not the case. That did not happen. But again, you have so many witnesses that saw it occur. So that person will try to gaslight you into thinking something that's not true. When, of course, again, it's a fact in its face. So that's something that I raise awareness about. But I also raise awareness that domestic violence is not just physical. It's a it's emotional, mental, financial, and then there's PTSD that's tied to it. And then also, too, this does not just happen to women. Too often in our society, it's taught that domestic violence only happens to women. That's not the case. This happens to men as well. And then two, it happens to individuals in a household. So it, individuals like children can be affected by parents. They can have their parents harm them and abuse them. That's domestic violence. And a lot of folks forget to mention that when they're educating others about that in society. So that's what we, we as a community, we need to really hone in on those aspects that are sometimes left out and I, I truly believe that there is such a huge shift happening right now. 
I see so many individuals coming forward and educating others about domestic violence and it's, we're stronger together. We are truly stronger together. So the more we push out that message and we educate others about it, it will be clear again, what those signs and red flags are for folks to look out for. Mm -hmm. And let's take it back to childhood, for example, childhood and a lot of times, you know, adolescence as you're starting to mature and come into your own, whether you're a girl or a boy, um, so much of it is related to where you are within your modeled system of, you know, your parents and your grandparents and your outer societal, um, you know, I guess, inner circle that you travel with as you're growing up. Does that relate to some of the events you think that happen around, you know, attracting narcissistic people or people with low self-esteem? Yes, they, from my studies and from what I found out working with the domestic violence advocates, there is some type of history that's tied to that. But again, everyone is truly unique. So to identify what those signs are, you'd really have to ask that individual certain questions and understand their background to the fullest extent. You'd have to do an investigation. Mm -hmm. So what about yourself? I mean, what kind of upbringing did you have? Was there, was there any kind of adverse issues or low self-esteem or any of that kind of stuff that you addressed inside yourself? For me, I, I go back and I say this, I, I was sexually assaulted when I was eight years old. And so that affected my trust in individuals and my social relationships growing up. And so what we found later on is that that stemmed from really me, again, trusting others, even in the relationship that I was in. And so sometimes if the narcissist person cannot get what they need from you out of you emotionally, they will beat it out of you. And that's what I, I've learned through the domestic violence advocates I work with. Mm -hmm. And there must have been a certain point within you after this occurred where you're like, no more. You know what? I'm owning my power. I'm taking my power back right now. That's right. That's right. And here's the thing. D the strangulation is the number one cause of death in domestic violence relationships. And so I learned a lot after everything that happened. And that's why I educate others about it today. It's all about positive intervention for positive prevention and positive solutions. So it starts with us as the survivors coming forward. And so God commanded me to host the Global Virtual Panel of Domestic Violence Survivors event. And so I did. I stepped into it. And I'm grateful for the speakers that we had on board and the sponsors as well to really come forward and share not just their stories, but to raise awareness and to educate others about domestic violence. And again, the various aspects that are tied to domestic violence. It's very important. You can't leave anything out because when we do, people are not well-educated on the matter. So we have to really mention all of those aspects when we talk about domestic violence. You know, I can relate with that on a lot of levels because, you know, I had a stepfather who was old enough to be my brother. He was only about six years older than me. And he would beat and abuse me as I was growing up. But a lot of times I just accepted it. And what ended up happening is I attracted men later on in my life that, you know, distributed that same behavior. And there came a point in my own life where I said, no more. And I'm worthy and deserving of more. And that happened in my own near-death experience. It happened in my own awakening. And so as I have put me first, as I've looked inside of me and I was willing you know, to allow God to speak to me for, to allow God to, you know, guide me 
through the right book, the right people, the right moments and opportunities, um, I too, like yourself, have been able to, you know, really impact people in a way where they realize, you know what, there's so much more for me than settling for this and putting up with this. So I want to talk about your book. I just love the name of your book. How did that book come about? Did it come about after your experience or went up? We lost her again. You there? Can you hear me? Oh, there she is. Yes. Did you okay. hear what I said? Yes. You told, you told me to talk to you about my books, correct? Yes. Yeah, so let's start out with the first book, Walk With Me. When did that book come about? Did it come, you know, did, did you plan it for a while or did it come through you? No. So essentially after I almost lost my life, I, I then literally shared the story for the first time. My publisher heard me share the story and he said, hey, you need to share the story. It's going to help save someone's life. So I did. And that, that was enough for me to, to write the book and to write the story and to help people. Because if it's going to help someone, why not? Why not? That's what I say. If it's if it's if it's going to save someone's life and it's it's hope for someone, then I'm all for it. And so that's what I did. And I, I wrote the book. I wrote the book. And I I just listened to God. When we get quiet, we can listen to him. We can hear him. Got it. And here's the thing: after everything that happened, I read the Bible as an adult and I got baptizing it as an adult. And when we read the Bible, God is speaking to us. We are building a relationship with him. And understand this, God wants to be a part of all areas of our lives, not just our personal lives. He wants to be a part of your business as well. Too often individuals, they go to work and they say, okay, I have to leave my faith at the door. No, you can bring your faith, keep it in your heart. Keep it there, keep it in your business because that's where God wants to be. And also he wants to be a part of all of your relationships. He wants to be first. He wants to be first and a part of all areas of your life. Just let go and let God. And so here's the thing. When we create our plans, if there's a detour or delay, oftentimes it's for a reason, not for no reason. And understand this. If things didn't work out as you planned, it's because God wanted it to be that way. Because God knows the plans that he has for you. Don't give up. Don't give up. And in this lifetime, when you get knocked down, get back up and keep up the good fight. Mm, I love that. Why do you think that as human beings, we go through adversity and challenge at all? That's right. Some things tend to be out of our control. Some things tend to be out of our control. For example... I'll use this as an example. I was sexually assaulted when I was eight years old. So I took all the precautions that you possibly could think of to avoid being sexually assaulted again in my life or a matter like something like domestic violence or being abused, anything of that nature happening to me. I took all the precautions you could possibly think of and it happened as an adult. I was also sexually assaulted as an adult. So that's what I tell people. You can take all the precautions you want, but if something happens to you that's out of your control, don't blame yourself. Don't blame yourself because that's why too often individuals stay down. They are depressed. They have anxiety. They live in fear because life just beat them to their knees. But no, 
Don't let life beat you to your knees. Get back up. And that's why I said, keep up the good fight. You have to have that mindset of resilience. Always, whenever you find yourself in a negative mindset, you need to be able to shift your mindset from a negative mindset to a positive mindset. But then you also need to be able to maintain a resilient mindset no matter what. It all goes back to your mindset and to never give up. This lifetime, it, it, it could be sometimes things can happen. And again, you cannot foresee it happen. But does that mean that you quit? No, you get back up and keep going, keep moving forward, keep moving forward, no matter what. And understand that God is with you wherever you go. When you understand that God is with you wherever you go, then no one can ever tell you you're alone because God is with you wherever you go. So going back to the books, walk with me is a spiritual walk. It's not a physical walk. It's a spiritual walk. So you talk about walk with me and God first. It is truly a sequence. And again, going back to God first in our lives, we would not have all the issues in society if folks were to keep him in his proper place, which is first. Hmm. Yeah. And what, what would you say to people who are right now, they're faced with some major adversity or let's just say they don't have any money or any of that. And, and they're really caught up in fear and they don't believe in God at all. They don't even use the word God. In fact, I've heard people say, Oh, that's just snake oil. <laughs> I mean, I've heard people say that. What would you say to people like that? Definitely, if you need financial assistance or you need help and you are not aware of who God is or you don't have a relationship with him yet, I would tell you to reach out for help. Seek help. Seek help. Seek guidance. Because there are people in your community that are there to help you. <laughs> yes, keep losing me. Yes, the technology here. But yes, definitely reach out to folks in your community because there are people that are willing to help you. There are people that are willing to help you if you just ask for it. And again, when you are looking to build a relationship with God or to know who he is, take those small steps. Take those small steps and understand God doesn't want you to be perfect. A lot of times the folks that you mentioned that talk about God in that manner, it's because they don't think that he will accept them as they are. They think that they did so much wrong in their lives that he doesn't care, but he does. He does. He cares because God is the creator of all things and he wants to meet you where you are. He doesn't want you to be perfect. Understand he created you. So he already knows what you're going to do before you do it. <laughs> so, and understand God will not bring you to anything that he won't get you through. So if you're in a difficult time right now, God will get you through. And if you haven't built that relationship with him yet, take those small steps, take those small steps. 
Start off with the Bible. Take those small steps and start reading it daily, daily. And you will continue to build a relationship with him. Get quiet and listen to him because he's speaking to us when we read the Bible. That's where we're building that relationship. So really dig deep into the Bible is what I say. Dig deep. I love that you shared that because when when I was in my own stage of seeking, because I always say what you're seeking is always seeking you. And so when you're in your own space of seeking and you're asking those questions, I mean, you can talk to God just like you and I are having a conversation right now and you will be answered. And, and in the way that I was answered, I could ask a question and I could literally open up the Bible and literally it would speak to me specifically what I needed to hear. And so where I was in the stages of my surrender, the Bible would speak to me also. Like when I very first awakened, everything spoke to me through the book of Acts. Like I was literally spoken through, I mean, because I had gone through very much the story of Job, you know, where I had had this vision with God, my life was changed, but the world around me, the people around me had not changed. I changed, I surrendered. And so it was from that place that I was taken on this journey and, and I went from that and I went into, I mean, I remember one time being, you know, in a dream and, and I literally heard God say to me, Sherry, read the book of James, read the book of James, you know, and, and I read it. And then the next moment I'm, I'm taken to, you know, all these different stages of the Bible. And that was my journey. And I feel like so much of it involves, um, being willing to develop and grow that muscle inside of you of faith and trust. What do you think? That's right. It's a muscle and you have to work on it daily. Again, after everything that happened, you talk about the oxygen that I lost in my brain. You, you, you talk about me having to go and get those x-rays done. I'll never forget. I went and got those x-rays done and I was told because of the strangulation, I didn't, they didn't know how many days I had to live or how many months. They said, you can pass away at any time, given moment in your, in your bed or at any moment, because we don't know the damage that was done internally. So here's the thing. I just dug deep into the Bible and I just kept reading God's word. And that muscle just kept being built. Keep in mind, I already had a relationship with God, but my relationship grew tremendously with him after all the trials and tribulations that I had to overcome and the challenges. And I, as I continue to dig deep into the Bible, I continue to work on that muscle, continue to work on that muscle. And how do you do that? You keep reading the Bible daily, keep reading it, keep reading it. Because what's happening is again, you're building that relationship with God and he doesn't want you to be perfect. I, I had just told you what I went through and where he found me mm -hmm. after everything that I had went through. Yeah. I, and, and, and I think that, I think that what happens is, is, you know, when we have, we all have free will, we all have volition to choose. And, and I almost feel like we couldn't know who we truly are if we had not known who we are not. And it's from those experiences, life experiences that bring us to these points in our own lives where we're ready. And, and I mean, I grew up in religion, my family were ministers and I went to Christian school, 
but I was also always a seeker of the truth. I would always ask those very deep questions. I came up during the 60s and the 70s when you were told, don't ask questions, do as you're told. You know, it's like you just basically listen and everything's a sin. But I had those questions. Why would a loving God want to inflict upon us pain and suffering if God is supposed to stand for love? But we've all been given choice. That's right. That's right. And that goes back to the fact that God won't bring you to anything that he will not get you through. And as God's servant, sometimes it, it takes us having to go through certain things and he needs us to go through those things. But we're not aware of that until after the fact. And we say, OK, now he's utilizing our pain for purpose in a manner that we didn't foresee. But he knew. Yeah, absolutely. So what will people discover in your book? Tell us a little bit about what is actually in Walk With God. Yes. So Walk With Me, it's all about helping others walk with purpose and leading them to God. Why? Because what does the Bible say? Lead my, bring my people to me, bring my people to me. So that is exactly what I'm doing. Walk with me, walk with purpose, God first. Mm-hmm. I love that. And so, and then you, now, did you write both of these books in the same year or were there a, a time period in between the two? I did. I did. And that was after I almost lost my life. And literally I, I remember just writing the books and when I was writing God first, I'll never forget it because I said, I was, I was saying really two books in one year. <laughs> two, books in one, two books in one year. And I, I was shocked that I even that I even wrote the first one. I was like, God, really? Like, <laughs> you know, but this is the thing I learned. We don't question God. We don't say why. We say, thank you. Thank you, God. And so I said, okay, thank you. Thank you. And that, that, that's what I kept saying. And I said, okay, you, you need me to write this book. So I, I did. And as I'm writing it, as I'm writing it, I would say that, okay, is this a short story now? Because if you look at the number of the pages, it's a short story. But I, I, I was like, really, God, it's a short story. I was like, you don't you don't need me to write more because normally books are, are, are longer than that. But no, he needed me to write it exactly how he needed me to to get that message out there. Exactly how he needed it to. So that's how I wrote it. Exactly how God needed me to. I love that you shared that because I was recently on a clubhouse with Betty Eady and she wrote the book Embraced by the Light. And she wrote that in 1992, 20 years after her near-death experience. And she said it was very short and very precise, but she said that God wrote the book. It was, I, I think in her book, it was 145 pages. She said, but very specific, very straight to the point. And it just literally laid out how she walked with Jesus and how, you know, she had been shown, you know, these amazing things on the other side. And so what I, I, I keep forgetting which one was first then God. OK, say it to me. Which one was first? Walk with me and then God first in the and book. What's the difference? What's in each one that's different? Walk with me. It's about never giving up. So the trials and tribulations that I had to overcome to help others understand that they too can overcome any trials and tribulations that they face in their lives. And then also there's so many different aspects that are tied to it in regards to my background and my experiences. So I help others as well understand that they can overcome anything really. And then it's all about helping others walk with purpose. That's what that is about. And then it's taking them on that journey to God. So then you talk about God first. 
And I didn't even get the chance to mention to you, I'll never forget after, again, I almost lost my life. One day I'm driving. This is what began everything too. I'm driving and I see him and I see him. Hello, can you hear hey, me? You're back. Oh, you there? I can hear you. I know you'll be back in a second. <laughs> there she is. Sorry, I don't know why that's happening so much today. But yes, so literally, I literally then saw him and he's smiling at me and I'm like, wow, it was such a beautiful moment. Such a beautiful moment. And that was another life-changing moment for me. I was never the same, hmm. never the same. And at that moment, I knew exactly what he needed me to do because he literally instructed me on every step that I took after that. And literally I launched the company, launched the books, everything, the podcast, everything, everything, the pant, the, the events. And that's what happens when you get quiet and you listen to him, listen to him because he wants to help you. Yeah. And he wants you to understand that he needs your help to serve his people. Yeah. So what is your purpose, Gigi? Yes. So God's purpose for my life is to serve his people on this new spiritual platform. And I've stepped into it. I'm just the vessel and I'm just the catalyst for what God needs me to do here. So what, what spiritual platform is that? Is that in life in general, uh, Facebook clubhouse, just what spiritual platform in life in general, mm. if, if that's the panels that we're doing in the events, then that's what it is. It, any mm. shape or form through the services that I provide God first, God first, everything, God first. Any way, shape, or form that I can help someone, I will do so. And too often in our society, there's a stigma that says, oh, you can only be great at one thing, or you can only help someone with one thing. But you know, the Bible says, if you have bread and someone is hungry, will you leave them starving? No. Feed that person. So I can't allow for someone to come through my doors for my services. I have that bread to give them, but society tells me you can only give them one piece, but they're starving to death. And I have the rest of the pieces and I, I have enough. I can give them. So who's to tell me that I can't provide that? And that, that's why I wear, I do, I do wear the hats that I do because I'm, I'm highly skilled in all of them. As a lot of individuals will say, I am. I, I have that background and I in the studies that I did. So again, who's to tell me that I can't utilize all that? If, if you're utilizing your skills and your knowledge for the greater good to serve God's people, then do so. Don't let anyone tell you that you can't. I agree. And you have a background in what undergraduate in sociology? Is it sociology and you're finishing off your, your, you're going to become an attorney? 
I have, yes, I have a background in political science, pre-law, sociology. I'm a financial expert. I have my 215 license for the state of Florida and life, health, and annuities. And then also, too, I'm a life coach, confidence coach. And that ties into the life coaching, of course. But um, when I finish out the legal studies, for me, it's just it's just another hat. And if someone comes through my door again and they need that legal advice, then I will help them. But only in the aspect of the law that I'm, I'm practicing, because if there's an area that I don't cover, of course, I'll refer that person to someone who can assist them further in regards to that different aspect that they need assistance with. So it, yeah, I love it. I love that you have so many different background experiences. So how do you help people find their purpose? Because I hear, I mean, when you very first start to work with people, their main thing they always say is, is, you know, I've been asking what my purpose is. Cause I always say, ask in here what your purpose is. You will, it will be revealed. It'll be shown, but people don't have the patience for that. They can't seem to get still in today's society. They have the mindset that they need to hustle and that they need to be grinding to, you know, take massive action to make things happen. But I believe that's the complete opposite. That's right. Prayer truly matters. Pray, pray, and God will speak to you. Get quiet, pray. He will speak to you in your purpose. He will guide you to your purpose. He will guide, I'll say it again. He'll guide you to your purpose. Let go and let God. And what do you say when people say, I've heard that so many times and that's woo woo. And, you know, I, I want to know what I can do besides sit still and pray. Cause you know, there's a lot of people who are seeking right now with, you know, what happened with the COVID and all of that. And I believe it was a reset. I would believe it was a reset to bring people back in here, but you still are dealing with everyday people who don't want to do the work. They don't want to do the inside work. That's right. And what I found, this is the sociology hat I'm putting on now, but what I found is a pattern of those folks that haven't really, I say, faced the challenge in their lives or a trial or tribulation. They haven't fully recovered from something that has occurred to them. So there's a lot of anger there. And I think that a lot of individuals really need to face those things and understand that, again, God wants to meet them where they are. He wants to help you but you need to allow him to do so. And in order to do so, yes, it, it, you can recover. You can recover, but you have to take the steps to do so. And you have to be able to receive that help. Yeah, I agree. What do you think holds people back from success? Limiting beliefs. If they have self-limiting beliefs and they say, oh, well, I can't do this and I can't do that. Negative self-talk is toxic. Yeah, Write yeah. it down. Negative self-talk is toxic because it truly is. When, when you talk to yourself in a negative manner, you will only get negative results. Therefore, you must, this is why I say you must maintain a positive mindset and you have to have positive self-talk daily. Don't just have one good day and say, okay, I had a good day and that's it. And then, the next day is a negative day. No, stay consistent, be consistent and remain positive. And again, if something happens, 
that's out of your control and you're faced with a challenge, don't let that knock you down. No, and no one's perfect. I'm not perfect. I've had my fair share of challenges and I continue to do so. And my life is still not over. I, I still continue to have challenges. But when challenges happen, you don't give up. You have to maintain a positive mindset and keep moving forward no matter what. Keep moving forward. Such an amazing message because I, too, believe that so deeply. I mean, one of the things that God told me on the other side was that I never had to worry that all the right people would show up at the right moment to help me move forward. And the more that, as I said earlier, I surrendered in the moment, I allowed in the moment, I got out of the way of the how in the moment, literally something would show up. And so at, like you said, you know, take baby steps and I call it taking little baby pockets of time. And it started with having the willingness and the desire to be this woman that I know I came to be and to impact the world in a way in which they too could know what I knew, what was shown to me, what was given to me. And so the more that I milked the joy out of today, the more I got out of the way of the appearance, the more would open up for me. And so, so much of it for me during those times, because even when I was homeless on the streets, you know, I kept surrendering. So what do you think is the difference between freedom of movement? Because listen, I discovered a lot about freedom of movement from homeless people when I was homeless on the streets. The difference between freedom of movement and financial security. Great question. So essentially those folks who are just moving without being aware of their movement, Literally, you're drifting. You are drifting and you need to stop drifting because when you stop drifting, then you are fully aware of your actions. And then if we're talking about finances, a lot of individuals, they tend to want to reach financial freedom. They say, I want to reach financial freedom. But in order to have financial freedom, you need to have financial security first. So it's a, truly a process. Mm. Yeah, and it is. It is a process. And and I know that even on my own journey, there were stages where I was at the end of my rope. You know, it, I mean, like literally, like there were moments where I had nothing. Like I got off the streets and then I, you know, situation decided to trust this man that, you know, because I'm a retired pro bodybuilder and he said, oh, let me, let me sponsor you. And there was that part of me was like, okay, I want to be sponsored to be able to compete all over the world in pro bodybuilding and stuff like that. And I want to have my needs met, but I was seeking it through someone else. And so what happened is, is when the guy um, realized that he wanted more than just a sponsorship, he basically said, okay, well, I'm not going to pay for your sponsorship anymore. And here I end up homeless on the streets again. But it was from that experience that once again, I surrendered and I allowed. And then what happened is the next, the next opportunity. I remember, actually, I remember once I was, I was asking God, I was like, at, me, at the end of my rope and I was throwing my hands up in the air and I was saying, okay, God, here I am again. I'm surrendering. I'm allowing. I'm giving this over to you. 
And I was living in Venice Beach at the time. I look up at a wall, like a, a wall on PCH, which is, you know, by the beach. And the wall said, you have not been forgotten. You can give a message. You can make an impact. And boom, I let go in that moment. And then $300 showed up. And it's these kinds of stages of surrendering in the now, because if you think about it, the now is all there is. This is all we have. And so my question to you is, is when we're addressing just today, today is all there is. And Jesus said that over and over. What's the message you want to give to people around being in the now, being in today, surrendering in today? Yes live in the present moment and take in fully everything in that moment, cherish every moment. You only have one life to live. And just like Sherry, I had to surrender as well after everything that happened. And when God showed up, I said, wow, I was speechless. I was, I was speechless. And I said, okay, I surrender. And that changed my life. Mm. And I can feel the power of that. I mean, I love everything that you've shared. So I really want to talk now about this amazing opportunity that you received through all of this surrender, through all of this allowing God and putting God first. Now you've got less brown endorsing your books what up come on tell us that story for me it's still a, it's i'm grateful i'm grateful but i i just it's a shock it's still a shocker for me i'm just it, it's just so surreal is what i mean how it's did so, it happen it just happened it just happened it just happened he he endorsed my books he was and he was a guest on my show and that's what I'm saying. I, it just happened. How did and you I, meet him and get him as a guest on your show? I can't even recall. That's ah. just like I don't even remember what clubhouse room you and I met in. I mean, and that's the thing when you when you are doing what you love and you're just letting go and letting God and you're 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 letting spirit lead you and letting God direct you and how he needs you to, you just those type of things, it just you just you just let go and let God. And again, for me, it's not about materialistic things. It's not about anything else, but just understanding again, that I'm his vessel and that I'm a catalyst for him and what he needs me to do. And I'm grateful for his other servants that are now a, a part of my life, such as Les. And that's what I consider him. I, I consider him a, a a servant as well of God and someone who has become a friend of mine. And I'm just grateful to have him in my life, just like you, Sherry. And I'm just, and other folks as well that I've met on this journey, just like you said, God will lead you to certain people as well. And he'll let you know how he needs you to serve his people. And you will meet the people that he, he needs you to work with to fulfill his purpose. And it's so true. Cause I met less over 20 years ago and I trained with him and, and, you know, spoke with him. And I mean, he's been involved very heavily in my church with my, you know, one of my ex ministers, he was her best friend. And I mean, 
and we and just like was said to me in the light is we are all being brought together i mean like in my near-death experience i was told that we would be brought together at a certain time in history and we would come together and that we would bring people into the awakening of who they truly are and then now here it's happening exactly like i was told and so you know it's 2021 what's next for your life gigi amen well i'll tell you what giving up is not an option god told me don't give up don't give up and so i'm not i'm not giving up for me i'm going to continue to serve his people on this new spiritual platform and Life Service Center of America, again, it's just a vessel and a catalyst for God. I understand his purpose for my life, which is to serve his people. And so that's what it is through my services I provide, through the events that I have. It's all to fulfill God's purpose, which is to serve his people. And I'm just truly honored to do so. And I'm grateful for the folks that I work with. And I, I don't come alone, by the way. I have a team that I work with and I'm truly grateful for them as well. Uh, that's so awesome. So what kind of people do you work with? Yes. So I work with individual. I, work, I, I assist Christians with achieving their goals. And so I'm all about meeting people where they are. And I see what's your goal? What do you need assistance with? And then I help you get there. And I'm all about massive life transformation and growth. Do you ever see a trainer work with someone and then that person is stagnant or they remain in the same place after working with that person for so long? Yep. I've been there. Right. And that that's what I'm I'm, I'm not about that. I, I love to help folks reach their goals. And I'm all about that massive transformation. And we see it over and over again with the clients that I work with. They come through the door and they say, hey, I need assistance with this, but I'll go over and beyond for you. Uh, I'll dig deep into re in regards to what you really need help with. And I will help you get there in any way, shape or form that I can. Yeah. So what do you do when people um, are at a specific space in their life and they're just they really don't want to do the work? They don't want to put forth the effort. Do you stop working with them or do you give them an ultimatum? No, I'll never stop working with anyone because they say, hey, I, I can't. No, <laughs> it's you can do it. Ne can't should never be in your vocabulary. And then there's those excuses. But here's the thing. When you lose all of your excuses, you will find your results. I'll say it again. When you lose all of your excuses, you will find your results and don't give up. Too often individuals say, I can't do this or I can't do that. That's negative self-talk. You have to get out of that matrix and that, that cycle of life where you're continuously draining yourself and telling yourself you can't do this or you can't do that. Yes, you can. You can do all things through him. Mm-hmm. God, all things are possible. With God, all things are possible. Don't give up. And again, he will not bring you to anything. He will get you through. He will always get you through. He's the creator of all things. Keep going. Keep going. You might not understand his purpose for your life right now, but you will. When the time comes and utilize Sherry and I as an example, that oftentimes we go through these challenges, we have these trials and tribulations, even near death experiences like you, Sherry and I, but understand that again, God utilizes our pain for purpose. 
And when it happens, we need to step into his purpose for our life. And yes, sometimes that means that he needs us to be his vessel and his catalyst. Step into it. Step into it. Because again, we are the children of God. Let go and let God. Mm-hmm. Amen. Yes, that, you know, and absolutely. And that is exactly what I have experienced. And I absolutely love that, my friend. And I know you're an amazing speaker. That's evident. And so are you speaking? I mean, my goodness. I mean, I can tell that you're speaking quite often because I've seen you a million times on, you know, everybody's shows and stuff like that. And, you know, God's using you right now just in such a powerful way. And so what kind of speaking engagements do you have coming up? Can people, can people participate in them or? Yes, of course. So we have our leadership conference coming up on May 15th. And it's at 10 a.m. to 2 p.m. So we have expert leaders from all over the world to really educate others on topics regarding leadership. And so this is an event that you don't want to miss because this education in regards to leadership and those topics we're covering will not be discussed anywhere else. This isn't a once in a lifetime opportunity. So if you're listening to this message today, reserve your virtual seat. Go on Facebook and type in the search engine leadership conference and reserve your virtual seat and mark that you're going because again, our seats are running out quickly. And then we have our infidelity, global virtual panel of infidelity survivors coming up. And that event is truly important as well because we're in a day and age now where we need to discuss topics that are not being discussed in our community. We need to bring that to the surface and have open discussions and do so in a positive manner. And so that was brought to my attention that that is a major issue in our society, which is infidelity, but folks are too afraid to discuss it or they don't know how to approach it. Well, I tell you what, we have a, we have a panel of expert leaders coming forward in that event and they're going to raise awareness and to educate others. And hopefully they can be someone else's hope and they will be because their stories are powerful. So definitely tune in and reserve your virtual seat for that. And then also we have our Recovering Alcoholics. That's the Global Virtual Panel of Recovering Alcoholics event. Very important because too often folks that are in that full recovery truly believe that they're alone and they're not alone. There are people in their society who are there to support them and they just need to know that sometimes. They just need to know that they're supported and they they can keep going in their lives. God has a purpose for their lives, that God has a purpose for their lives. Again, he doesn't want you to be perfect. And that includes folks who are recovering alcoholics. Yes, you, if you're listening to this and you're recovering alcoholic, God wants to meet you where you are. He accepts you as you are. So we really want to raise awareness about recovering alcoholics and to educate others about what that truly means. So we have expert leaders who have overcome that as well and are going through those stages. And then also, too, we have our business conference coming up here because our world is changing. We're now in a society where technology is is really changing how we do business and we need to talk about it. We need to talk about it. And that's what we're going to do in our business conference. So it's huge difference between the leadership conference and the business conference. And again, the leadership conference, we're talking about various topics, but then we're also having breakout sessions. And during the breakout sessions, we'll have networking opportunities. So that's an event you don't want to miss because you get to network with others as well. And being a true leader means that you understand networking. And 
A lot of times in our society, individuals believe networking is about business cards and you're just handing off your business card to the next person. That is not the case. Networking is about building relationships and that's what we're about. So definitely reserve your virtual seat and continue to build those relationships regardless of being there or not. You have to continue to build relationships with the folks that you're involved with. And then as far as the business conference, again, very important to reserve your virtual seat for that as well because you won't obtain that education anywhere else. Awesome. I love it. So for our listeners on our podcast, go ahead and tell people how you can, how they can get a hold of you on your website and how they can get a hold of you on other social media outlets and make sure you speak it out. Yes, ma'am. So they can find me on my website, www.lifeservicecenterofamericallc.com. And they can grab a, a free sample of my book as well. And then subscribe to my podcast. That's Walk With Me Podcast. It's available on all major podcast platforms, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Apple Podcasts, and also YouTube. So definitely subscribe and reserve your virtual seat for our events. And I have a, a, an announcement to make. Actually, I'm going to announce it as well today that we are actually launching our Life Service Center of America speakers. That's the LSCOA speakers. So that's anyone who's spoken on our stage in regards to domestic violence, sexual assault, human trafficking, mental health topics such as depression, anxiety, et cetera. And also you, you talk about so many other topics like leadership and business topics, you name it. Anyone who's spoken on our stage about those topics, they are now an LSCOA speaker. And that has just launched today. And I'm super excited about that because why? We're going to continue to have these events and we're going to continue to raise awareness and educate others on various topics. And we're going to continue as, as much as God needs us to continue to do so. I love that. Well, so those of you who are listening in our audience, you've probably seen scrolling across the screen, Gigi's link to where you can get all her books. And that's allmylinks.com forward slash Gigi Sabat, and that's G-I-G-I-S-A-B-B-A-T for those of you who are listening in our podcast. And I want to thank you so much, my friend. I mean, this has been an amazing interview, and I really absolutely enjoyed it. I mean, so much of the things that you have talked about have been about my own journey and my own journey of surrender, my own journey of allowing to 24 years later, being where I'm at right now in my life and fully knowing what you're speaking about and, and being in that space of absolute faith and knowing, you know, and sometimes I look back sometimes on my life and I think to myself, wow, I don't even recognize the person I was anymore because my life has opened up in such a way that it's blossomed. And now I'm like you impacting the world in a way in which I'm helping to wake people up. So coming together with you is just a gift. And I want to thank you so much for being on the show with us tonight. Thank you for having me. And again, always remember folks that we are truly souls. We, we are simply souls. And again, let go and let God next year in Jerusalem. Yes, thank you so much. And for those of you on High Vibe Nation, my audience members and listeners on High Vibe Nation podcast, I want to thank you as always for your support. You are amazing people and I am in absolute gratitude.
You can find us on the web at www.thehighvivenation.com. You can find me on Instagram at The High Vibe Nation and on Facebook at The High Vibe Nation. I come live every Wednesday evening at 5 o'clock p.m. Pacific Standard Time. And until next week, everyone, create an amazing rest of the week and live in that space of love and surrender. Bye now. Have a great week. From everybody here at the High Vibe Nation, we want to say thank you for choosing to raise your vibration. And of course, please like, share, and subscribe. If you need to find us on the web, check us out at